Welcome back to Farm Life and Freedom, where we are cultivating a free life. Hey everyone, welcome back to Farm Life and Freedom. I'm your host, Amy Bell. Today's subject is going to be about homeschooling. Now, this is something that I get asked about quite a bit. I've been doing this for a long time, and I've, I, get, I get asked a lot of questions, and I try to give as much help as I possibly can. I've helped many families over the years get going and you know, getting started, or maybe I'm helping them cross a point where they're kind of struggling. And I give a lot of credence to the um, to homeschooling, to the ability to do so, to the outcomes of homeschooling. I just I find that homeschooling is one of those things that, um, in my life, I just couldn't possibly replace it. I've seen firsthand the benefits of homeschooling, and so I'm always willing to help when any family is, I mean, from looking for information on whether or not they should, uh, or maybe they're already into it and they just really need some help, you know, moving forward or turning a corner. So today's subject, because of, of all of the questions that I get, I'm, I'm going to give you a bit of a primer on let's call it just overall about homeschooling, but then I'm just going to try and answer some of the questions that I most frequently get. So we'll start out by just telling you homeschooling refers to the process of educating a child at home instead of sending them off to school. Well, obviously, I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory, right? You'd be surprised though. You'd be surprised at some of the, the different ideas that people have on what homeschooling truly is. And honestly, I can tell you firsthand because I had kind of a skewed idea of what homeschooling was when I first began, and I'll tell you about that. Um, we'll talk first about maybe some of the reasons that people homeschool. Some of the families who I've talked to, they, I would say it kind of runs the gamut. Sometimes people um, choose homeschooling for religious or cultural reasons. You know, maybe they, they want to be able to instill in their child um, their own personal religious or cult cultural values. Not an easy word to say for me for some reason. But that that's something, you know, these days they've taken God completely out of schools. You know, it's completely you know, out of the question to even bring that up. But people who are deeply religious and or, or spiritual, they they want to be able to make that a part of their child's regular schedule, their regular life. And the best way to be able to, to do that is through, as a parent anyway, is to be able to do it through your homeschooling efforts. So that is one, like it's probably one of the biggest reasons that people choose homeschooling. And um, one of the other reasons, especially happening a whole lot more here recently, is to get away from the institutional indoctrination that it's happening in public schools. Now, I'm not going to say across the board that every single school is doing this, okay? I know a lot of I know a lot of teachers. I went to school 
with a lot of people, really, really good people with great intentions that chose to go into um, teaching, you know, and they teach at a, you know, at public schools. And I know these people and I know that they're, they're good hearted people and they have a love for their children. It's not the same love as you have for your child, right? But they care about those children and they want the best for them. I see the problem as the fact that not, not that teachers are bad or not that, you know, some of them are, and everyone has to admit that there are bad eggs out there, just like there are in every profession. But I see the biggest problem as one of where good teachers, even though they want to be good teachers and they want to do the right thing, they are having to work within a framework that is pushing them the wrong direction. And I think we've seen that a lot of that has come out. You know, COVID was an it's an awful thing to have to put the nation through. I mean, in every sense of that word, it, it, it was a, a horrible thing, but there were good things that came out of it. And opening up, kind of, you know, pulling back the curtains on the educational system in America, I believe was probably the biggest good thing that came out of it. Parents were able to see firsthand for themselves the kind of things that were going on in our public schools, and they didn't like it. Now, I'm, I consider myself very lucky. I have not had my children in public schools um, for a long time. They, uh, there was a couple years when um, we were in transition or when I was deployed overseas that they had been put in public school, not my choice. And um, there's a difference. There is an absolute difference, and my kids will even tell you so. There, I, I saw the difference. I saw the impact that came, and long-term impact even, um, that came from putting them into public school. And um, it, it's, a, it's a rough thing, especially when you, you see the difference, you, when you see the two side by side. Another reason that parents decide on homeschooling is to be able to provide their children with opportunities that they would not normally have in public school. And uh, I'll, I'll be more specific. We can, as homeschooling parents, we get to choose what we do with our, our children's education, at least to a certain extent. In, in our state, I'm in Oklahoma, in our state, which I consider to be the best state of the union, especially for the purposes of being a homeschooling family, the state sets out rules across the board as far as how many credits you know, children have to have to graduate and that kind of thing. And we follow those. We meet and exceed them as a homeschooling family. But it's something that we're able to do because of the way we set things up. And, um, but we also get to do, you know, throughout, throughout the years, you know, regardless of what's going on, we do field trips and hands-on science experiments and, you know, just real world educational moments, things that my children would never get in a public school setting. My kids are getting real world experience in those things. So that's something that, 
uh, I just, I, I feel like it's probably one of the biggest benefits that my kids get. They learn from doing instead of just reading about it in a book. So I like that. I like, I like the, the whole idea behind that. And my kids seem to really, um, they advance well that way. So I like that personally. Okay, we in, in homeschooling, we can also personalize our children's education. So what I mean by that is, you know, in public school, everything is very cookie cutter. Um, everyone has to do, you know, they have to meet these benchmarks at these grades and, and that's all. And you get to take this math and this science and this English and what have you. And then when you get out of high school, you have taken those courses. Good for you. You've taken the courses. That does not mean that you could do anything with them. It means that you've taken the courses. And in, in our, I'm giving you a personal example, in our homeschool, our children get to, at least to a certain extent, they get to lead their learning. So when my children are interested in a particular subject matter, um, maybe an, an overall general topic, I have one that is, he's a math whiz, doesn't particularly like it, but man, is he ever a whiz. So his educational needs for the past several years have really shifted a lot um, having to do with math and numbers. It's something that he gravitates to. So it's something that we allow, we push more of because it's something he's good at. Now, when we have a child who is really into science, then we push push the science a lot harder. You know, um, my kids, my two, my two younger ones, as they were coming up, we they chose. I give them opportunity to choose their sciences for the year and what have you, and they chose zoology, and it we had a ball doing it. We did you know hands-on science experiments with it, and it was just honestly it was a great time, and they truly learned. To this day, they still talk about those things that they learned back then because it stuck. When a child is truly interested in a subject, they actually learn about it. They, they, they invest themselves in it because they're interested in it. It's not like being forced to go grab their book and walk down the hall and go to a class that they hate and sit there and listen and then do a homework paper and drop it back off. I'm telling you, I mean, having gone to public school and having um, dealt with that um, here and there throughout the years, uh, I can give you the side-by-side example. When a child is interested in their subject matter, when they're interested in what's going on, they push themselves into it. They don't have to be pushed. They don't have to be forced to learn. They want to learn. Children are curious and their minds are constantly growing. You know, it's something that, you know, when they're young, that's when you learn the majority of everything you're ever going to know when you're little. So it, when we um, when we suppress that by saying, no, you can only learn this, 
doesn't matter if you like it or not, you can just learn this. It suppresses that desire in them to want to learn, to want to seek out that information. And I think that's a shame. That's a real shame. It's holding back your child. So I don't, I don't care much for that because I've seen the flip side. I've seen how much children can do when they really want to learn. Um, we allow our children to be able to learn more um, in, in their field of interest. We still stick with you know, their basics that they have to do. You know, obviously, they learn their, their um, English grammar and they learn their math skills and you know, the sciences and what have you, the basics. They always learn those. But outside of that, they get to really push forward and determine what they like. They get to determine what they're good at. And I, I see it. I see them flourish because of it. Um, you, okay, one of the things w w how you personalize a child's education is being able to um, use their learning style as a part of you know, their educational platforms, I guess. When a child is able to learn in their learning style, they are able to learn a lot more and it's not so it's not so horrible <laughs> you know i'm a um i when i was growing up i didn't want to hear anybody at all tell me how to do something i didn't want to hear that i'm not i wasn't going to be good at that if they were going to tell me but if i could see it or if i could physically do it then i would learn it and i would learn it in a heartbeat and i could move on because i knew it already but so I'm not an auditory learner, an auditory learner. That's not me. But other people are. You know, I've I've learned through the years that you know all of my children, every single one of them, have a different learning style, and I've tried to cater to that learning style. Not that I don't add something else in, also because I believe that you know, expanding yourself is a good thing, but I really try to cater to the style that my children can more fully learn in. And, you know, in public school, that's not something that you can really get. I mean, in, I'm not blaming them. They've got a bunch of kids in each class, and they're all different, and they're all going at, you know, they're all different levels. And so it's very difficult to cater to an individual child, especially if you've got 30 of them to cater to. So it's... In public school, they really can't do it that way. But in homeschool, we can. Um, learning real skills firsthand. That's one of my favorite things about homeschooling. You know, I, I, add, in my, I add in learning to everything that we do. You know, if we, if we go in the kitchen and decide to cook something together... When they were young, they were learning fractions left and right. They knew the fractions like crazy. We didn't even, once we got to math and <laughs> where we were doing fractions, they already knew them. They had already conquered it. So it's being able to add those little things into everything that we do and inject learning into everything. And I try, I still do that. My kids, some of my kids are grown already and I'll still try to do that. It's just part of what I do. But that, that gives you a good primer on um, the basics of homeschooling, kind of the, the why behind it. And, you know, there are a lot of different homeschooling methods. 
I've done, you can check out um, alifeonthefarm.com and I've done multiple different articles and um, you check under the homeschooling tab. I've done multiple different articles on different subject matter um, concerning homeschooling and they go a lot more in depth than what I can do right here, right now. But I would suggest that you go, if you're thinking about this, go and have a look at those because it's going to be something that would potentially really give you some, some great information to help you make a decision. So we're, now we're going to get started on the questions. Now, one of the questions I always get is how I got started with homeschooling. And I can tell you that my, let's see, I can tell you that my two oldest were really young, like I want to say kindergarten and maybe going into the third grade, pre-K and maybe about to go into the third grade, something like that. And we were come from a fairly small rural area and, but we were being transferred to the city, to Oklahoma City. And I was, there was no chance I was going to put my kids from the kind of setting that we were in going into those big Oklahoma City schools. I knew as a mother, I knew it would be bad for them. That's a culture shock going straight into such a, a large school. So I decided, well, if we're going to have to move away, I'm going to stay home and I'm going to homeschool them. And, you know, that first year we, we were lucky to make it out alive. I will say that because I had a wrong view. I had kind of a, I, my, in my mind, homeschooling was public school at home. And I was trying to force us all into that situation where you, you're starting at eight and you don't end till three and you know, it's, you open the book and you do whatever I did in public school. And I mean, I was, I was dadgum Hitler. I was dictating. <laughs> and, and it was a bad thing because I made my kids hate it. Oh, my goodness. And I hated it, too. I was ready to pull my hair out and theirs. <laughs> but I, I learned. And it didn't even take the first year. It took maybe part of the first year. And I learned, hey, Mom, it's time to chill out. These kids are going to do what they're going to do. And they're, they were smart they would learn whatever I put in front of them. I was putting too much in front of them and I was expecting too much. And that's actually one of the things that I can point out about homeschooling that um, we can get our school done in less than half a day, okay? Because we don't have the other additional distractions. You know, we're, we're not going for fire drills and recess and whatever. We don't have the additional distractions Plus, it's one-on-one, -on -one, you know, or one-on-two at a time or whatever. And we can get our, done, our work done very quickly. I do not assign homework. We're already at home. We get our work done fairly quickly. And once it's done, it's done. We're moving on. We're going to go do something else. We're going to play or we're going to do whatever. And that's something that has been a huge thing for us once I finally got that, that whole idea of, hey, this isn't public school at home. This is us learning together in our home or anywhere else. 
because we have done many, many, many school sessions, you know, at the lake. Throw down a blanket and throw down our books or whatever we were happened to doing at be doing at the time. And we do our school stuff, get out and go take a break in the lake and then come back up there, finish up the school stuff. And, you know, we've done school at the park. We've done school in the backyard. It just, we've done school in the car a lot because of going to field trips. Now, that's something that a lot of homeschoolers tend to do. We Sometimes we gather together and do field trips or sometimes we just jump in the car and say, you know what, let's go find out about X, Y, and Z. We're going to head out. And that makes it a terrific break from the norm. And it gives us another way to experience learning. I, I am fully of the idea that we want to teach our children to learn. We don't necessarily want to fill their brain with all these various facts and figures and what have you. We want to teach them to learn, to to seek out the information, to want to seek out the information, and then also how to seek out the information, how to filter through the trash and pull out the good and true information that they're actually looking for. And that's probably where I gear more of my teaching instead of just, you know, hey, this paper says that a noun is, you know, person, place, or thing. Sure, we go over that stuff, but we go so much further with our homeschooling, and my, my kids definitely benefit from it. Okay, now I'm, now comes the, the dreaded question that every homeschooling family probably gets 50 times a year, and, and it's the one that we hate the most because people have such a, just a, a skewed view of homeschooling. On, on a life on the farm, in the homeschooling section, you will find an article um, about socialization, the S word. And, you know, I get, I get questions, you know, all the time. It's the same question every time. What about socialization? Um, how do you socialize your child? Well, I don't have to socialize them. They're born social creatures. What I do is I teach them the proper way to socialize. I teach them who they should and should not socialize with. And, you know, my kids, my kids have, over the years, they have just, they've been very impressive. I will say that. They've been very impressive. They could all speak at a very young age. And at a very young age, they could hold an intelligent conversation with anybody, adults included. Actually, adults mostly, I'm going to go ahead and say, because we always socialize, but we aren't segregating them to a class of people who are only their own age. We are in homeschool groups where you know, there are children of all different ages, plus parents and what have you. We are obviously in church and people of all ages that they are able to speak with and and have conversations with and interact with on a regular basis. They do extracurriculars all the time. You know, I think that a lot of people assume that kids who are homeschooled just never leave the house. 
And it's just not true. We probably leave the house a whole lot more than publicly schooled kids. We're just not going to a classroom. We're going to all different kinds of places, you know, between jujitsu and tournaments and just so many different things over the years that my kids have been involved in. Their socialization has never been in question, ever. Do I know some homeschooled kids who are what everyone likes? The, it's the stereotype, the awkward child that doesn't know how to speak. Sure, I know a few. And that has more to do with their parents. You know, maybe that's how their parents are. Maybe they're super shy. Maybe they don't get a lot of interaction with other people because their parents are really shy. And then they learn to be shy at the same time. So it's not about homeschooling. It's about the people that you're around. So that's one of the things that it's it's always a question that I get. And it's always a question I just, I am happy to answer it. But there's so much more out there. And studies, I'm, I went ahead and typed up. You can look in my um, article and see a bunch of the information. But I wanted to go ahead and give you this information on this. Okay, there was a 1992 study called Comparison of Social Adjustment Between Home and Traditionally Schooled Students. It discovered that homeschooled children had consistently fewer behavioral problems than public school children, which we're seeing so much more of that here recently. Um, the results seem to show, it goes on to say, that a child's social development depends more on adult contact and less on contact with other children, as previously thought. Um, another one, the 1993 Associated Press article entitled University Study says home-taught home children won't become social misfits. Um, it found that children um, being taught at home will not make them social misfits. It studied, that study, um, looked at 53 adults who had been homeschooled and nearly two-thirds of them were self-employed and the findings in the report was that quote that so many of these surveyed were self-employed supports the contention that homeschooling tends to enhance a person's self-reliance and independence now we see that all the time in my family that that's an absolute um my kids don't have to have a group of people their age to be able to go forward and do the things that they want. My kids feel empowered to be the one and just jump out there and do the things that they want. And I think that has more to do with the way that we create the atmosphere, not just at the table or desk or wherever we happen to do school, but the entire family atmosphere as it pertains to homeschooling. You know, I believe homeschooling is a lifestyle. It's not a thing you do, you know, starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's how we live. We inject learning into everything that we do, and it doesn't just have to be book learning. It's things like, you know, learning how to interact with other people. It's, it's those kind of things. It's everything, actually. But socialization is 
is not, and I believe never has been, a true issue in homeschooling. I just believe it's been used as an issue by people who are anti-homeschooling. It's my opinion. Okay, so I get asked what method of homeschooling that I use. Now, there are a lot of different methods, and I've got an article, a really good article, um, up on alifeonthefarm.com about the different homeschooling methods. But I can tell you that we've done all of them. <laughs> we have done all of the different methods in over the years. I mean, I've been doing this for over two decades now. So we've done all the different methods and until we kind of honed in on what works best for us. So what works best for us is kind of an eclectic style. We don't stick with a, like a big box, you know, curriculum where everything is one way. We don't do that. A lot of people do, and they do it very successfully. But, you know, we've tried that a long time ago. We did try that. But I have found maybe, maybe between my teaching style and their learning styles, it works best for us if I choose um, curriculums that are geared, I mean, individually, so, you know, between, depending on the subject matter, choose curriculums that are geared toward the way each individual child works. And um, I've found some over the years that I do not like, and I've found some that I really love. Um, sex and math, I personally think is terrific. And I, um, algebra, the algebra, sex and math, algebra one, I've always felt like it was the best way to teach math because it was one little tiny step at a time, each time building on itself. And, um, as someone who I, I'm pretty good at math, but I really hate numbers. They kind of make me sick at my stomach. <laughs> so I don't really want to have to go too deeply into all of the numbers and math and stuff. I love the fact that it's it's really one of those great um, curriculums that are almost self-taught, and, and which I really like. <laughs> but there And there are. Honestly, there's a lot of curriculums out there that are very much self-taught for the homeschooling family. And, of course, that would be for someone who's a, a good independent learner. You know, there's, there's um, unschooling, there's some of the traditional, like the Charlotte Mason technique, and um, there's just so many. If you look at that article on A Life on the Farm, under the homeschooling section, it'll tell you a whole lot more um, about the different styles of homeschooling. But as far as what method I use, we're calling it eclectic. Because I pick and choose what's best for each child. Okay. Um, okay. So one of the questions I get is, where do you get curriculum? These days, I mean, you can get it just about anywhere. eBay was a good source of mine for a long time because um, homeschooling families, you know, once you're done with it, you don't need it anymore. So you sell it to another homeschooling family who could then pick it up and use it. I've done that a lot. I've done some swaps with other homeschooling families, which is terrific. <laughs> and it's way less money if everyone starts swapping out, hey, my second grader is growing out of this, but you know, maybe your first grader can grow into it, what have you. Um, but I'm Mardell, it's a Christian bookstore. I don't know if it's everywhere, but I know that it's in Oklahoma and Texas for sure. And we, I go there and get um, 
they've got so much. You can go in there and spend the entire day and really start picking and choosing. Hey, I like this. I don't like this. And it's something that's, I think, really good, especially when the kids get a little bit older. It makes it a little bit easier to um, let them look into the subjects that they're going to be choosing. Okay. Um, okay. The legalities of homeschooling. Every state is different, you know, on how it is um, governed, I guess, on how homeschooling is governed. Some states are ridiculous. You know, it's basically like being in public school just at home and you none of your tax dollars go and help or anything. So some of the states are really stupid, if you ask me. But Oklahoma's fantastic. And so for my state, it's super easy. We are the controlling people in our homeschool. We take care of it. Now, we keep track, not because the state is requiring us to send in forms or anything, but we personally, we keep track of how the kids are doing, you know, what subjects that they are doing and completing. And at the end of everything, they have a transcript that tells all of the subjects, you know, the, the um, credits that they uh, got. And, you know, I know when my kids, because they were in home, in public school for a short time, when we um, pulled them back out to go um, into homeschooling again, um, all we had to do here was write a letter to the school that said, I intend to homeschool. And that was that. And, um, that was all that Oklahoma required, but you'd have to get um, online and go to your, I guess, your state department of education and see what the requirements are in the state wherever you live. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's the question. Um, doesn't it take too much of your time and tie you down? Well, I mean, it does take a lot of my time, but not nearly as much as what you would think. And I choose it. I like it. I, I love to be with my kids. I I adore being with my kids. And when they were a little bitty, it probably took a whole lot more time. But as they get older, they're really, honestly, I've created some pretty independent learners. And they're ones that can take over, handle their um, business, and move on without having to um, have me as involved. Um, the math thing. Typically, I have to be called in to help, you know, understand certain concepts or what have you. But once we go through them and they understand them, then they move on again and I'm working on something else. But I, I, it does take time, but I enjoy that time. And as far as tying me down, not really, because we've always just been able to, you know, throw the kids in the car, grab the books and head out and just go wherever. We'd go do school wherever. Honestly, I'm probably more free doing this way. But, you know, I know a lot of people who don't get out and do much in the way of the field trips and what have you. And then I know some who are just all over the place, just nonstop going on field trips. And of course, it was me at that point who was thinking, how on earth are they fitting in all of those field trips? <laughs> but because I couldn't, I couldn't fit all of those in and still get the schoolwork done. But I think it's fantastic that they're able to. You know, I think each family finds their own way. You know, don't give up if you're if you're thinking about getting started in homeschooling. Don't give up after the first few months or the first year even. 
let yourself find a flow, find your way through it. And um, I think that you'll come out on the other side better for it. I hope that I've been able to answer some of the questions for you guys. Maybe that you might have some of the questions that I know I get a whole lot. If you have any further questions or if you'd like further information about any of this, you can certainly holler at me, contact me, comment, send me an email, whatever. You can find this on Farm Life and Freedom. Dot com. You can also go to a alifeonthefarm.com and go into the homeschooling section and see a lot of a lot more information on homeschooling. But I'm always willing to help. I love it when families, especially the way things are going here lately, I would love to see a whole lot more people putting their kids in homeschool and taking them out of public school. That's that's just me though. Until next time, um, I'm gonna sign off and I can tell you right now that with all that's going on currently, literally this week happening, um, I'm probably about to put together another episode <laughs> and it's going to be more current events than anything else. You guys have a great week.